Welcome to Freeform Radio on the Freeform Network. Follow us on Twitter at FFR Podcast. You can send your suggestions and questions to ffnquestions at gmail.com. There is where we communicate with our many hundreds of fans. Um, so hit us up there. We're more than willing to reply, answer questions you might have, even autograph requests. We're still waiting for that request. So in the many years we've been doing this, but maybe one day. Uh, with all that being said, let me welcome, we got Danny. Yes, sir. Back in the house here, man. Uh, the weather is great today. We're supposed to maybe hit the 50s. So I'm I'm hoping to maybe step outside and maybe take a little walk and kind of enjoy that brisk morning air here. <laughs> and uh, it's all good, Andy. Our friend uh, Noel is a bit under the weather. Hopefully nothing too serious. Um, he will join us next time, hopefully. But uh, we're here. We're ready to talk your ears off. Me and Danny are going to tag team this episode. Let us know if you like that. So with that being said, let me get uh, let's get rolling here with Danny. He uh, you know he purchased a home in the last couple of years and he's been doing a lot of major upgrades. He tells me about it personally, but this one uh, he had to hire a, a lumberjack or something to to chop down something. How did all that go, Danny? Yeah, how's that go though? What is it, Paul Bunyan or he had an ox or what? what he had a blue ox. Okay. Not the Midwest chopping down trees and shit. Right, right. You had Johnny Appleseed putting seeds everywhere to plant apple trees. You think they were walking like in tandem? Like one was planting and the other was chopping it down? I, that, that's how they stayed business. So that's why that, that's the story I was told in American history in elementary school. I don't know if they teach that now, but yeah. Right. It's a big thing in the Midwest here, Paul Bunyan. But yeah, man. Um, uh, like you mentioned, I we bought this house. It's a little over a year and a half ago now. And the first thing we did when we moved in, we had we have five trees uh, when we first bought the house, uh, big trees. Uh, one of them was like a medium one, but all the other ones are huge trees. And um, the one that we knocked down from Jump Street when we first moved in was one that was hanging over my neighbor's driveway. And when I spoke to my insurance, they said, yeah, if a branch ever falls on this guy's car and uh, he wants you to fix it, your house insurance is going to have to cover it. So we uh, called some guy out, came and cut that guy down. It wasn't too big, so it wasn't too bad. And then I, I had the other ones all pruned down to kind of make them a little lighter because these were like big, unkept trees that uh, it looked like nobody's ever cut them before. But yeah, this year we, we cut down the one that was next, the closest to the house, uh, the tree that was closest to the house. And that's the one that always kind of worried me um, just because it was starting to bring up my sidewalk, uh, the sidewalk to walk towards my backyard right. uh, in between the fence line and the house. It was starting to bring those bricks up. Um, even when we bought the house, I, I could see that it was bringing up the uh, sidewalk. So it was, you know, from day one, I, I wanted to drop it down, but Dropping down a tree, man, it's expensive. I don't know if you've ever looked at it, Andy, but this guy to drop this one, it was two grand, man. So it was, it's pricey. Well, I was going to ask, did you ever, did you ever cross your mind like, fuck it, I can do it? I mean, I chopped down, not chopped down, but I brought down a couple of trees. But I, I think the, the picture you showed me, I've never done anyone uh, a tree that size. And then, uh, yeah, that that one's a little bit big, but 
I don't know, annoying your can-do attitude. Was did it ever cross your mind? Like, let me fucking try to do this. I I think I could have knocked down that first one that I hired uh, when we first moved in the the one that was hanging over my neighbor's uh, right. driveway. That one was a little more manageable, where I think I could do it. But what do you do with all those stumps? I mean, you'd be stuck with all these pieces yeah. of wood. I mean, I like a good bonfire. You know, like any other kind of, you know, Latino coming from <laughs> El Rancho kind of stuff. You know, I'm all into that. But damn, man, there's only so much you could burn up. And then you have to cut this stuff down. You have to, you know, get your axe out and cut it or chainsaw it or something. And it, it, I'm just like, no, nah, that's a lot. But that would probably be the only one that I would have tried uh, to cut it. But this one, there was no way. I mean, it was literally like six feet away from my house. And then it was like sky high. And then to the other side is uh, we have a power line that runs right next to my property line. So you, you have to deal with uh, the power lines on one side, my house on the other side. And then, you know, I got a wooden fence that's boxing everything in. So I, I knew I was going to have to pay. Uh, I got a few quotes. There were some people that wanted like four grand to knock this wow. thing out. So, yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. But I ended up settling with the the cheapest guy. He's the one that got my business, and he he did a great job, man. He cut it down. It took him about like four hours to cut this guy down. Did he come uh, solo, or did he have a team of guys? No, it was it, it was the owner that came and got my quote and everything, and he came just to see the guy set up, and then he took off. But it was four guys that were working. Climbing up, cutting branches down, pulling stuff out, uh, grinding down uh, branches. So it was like an oiled machine as one guy would be up at the top cutting it down. Right. Uh, Another guy would be pulling it out, putting it into the grinder, the chip grinder. And so there was always like people moving around and and, and doing stuff so that it could all be completed as quick as possible. But yeah, it it was a big tree. They had to take it in segments to make sure that they didn't hit the power lines and hit our, our prop or you know the house or anything like that but i was really pleased and really happy um I, i'm thinking next year i might knock down one more tree and then the last two that are on my property i think i'm gonna leave them alone unless they start causing me problems but that third tree that i'm talking about it's right next to my driveway like literally you know like if you're driving up on your car if you stick out your arm you could you know, snap your arm in half passing by the tree. So I think that's the next one that I want to take out just because it's also bringing up my driveway. It's like a, it's starting to break some of the uh, the asphalt that's like on the, the side roots. there. Yeah, yeah, the roots are growing up and it's like breaking up the asphalt. And that one is probably the biggest um, diameter-wise tree on my property. The one that I knocked down was big as well, but you know I couldn't get my arms around it. That's how big it was, uh, diameter-wise. Right. And the and this other one next to my driveway, it's it's a a, a couple of inches even bigger, uh, as far as diameter. It's not as tall. It's more like a short, stubby, uh, kind of tree, but it's still kind of wide. But yeah, that's probably the next one that I want to knock out because I do want to eventually redo my driveway and repave it, but. I'm thinking that's a year or two down the line uh, because I, I can't handle too big of a projects in a row, especially if, if it's going to cost me two grand to knock it down. Uh, I'm going to have to space these uh, home improvements out a little farther. <laughs> yeah, to spread them out because they, they, they add up quick. 
Oh yeah, for sure, man. I know, I know you did a, a few when you first moved in, and, and you, you know how it is. But yeah, we've we've done a few to the house. I, I think we're probably gonna slow down because I think we got the big ones that we wanted to kind of feel comfortable. Um, all that's kind of left probably this year is paint. We want to paint the inside of the house, so um, either we're gonna contract it out or, or try to do it ourselves, depending on how adventurous we are. And then um, last year we kind of did a half kind of half-assed garden we didn't really put too much time into it we kind of just plant things and kind of watered it every now and then but i think this year i really want to invest some time dig up the soil uh, make a little border around it and and really put a dedicated area for our garden uh because a lot of likes to garden i like to garden um, i like to get a few tomatoes cucumbers uh, jalapenos um yeah, we, we, we like to, to plant a few things. Nothing crazy, but we, we like to plant a few half dozen plants. Um, and because we eat stuff like that all the time. I mean, we're constantly buying it from the grocery market. Uh, cucumbers, tomatoes, uh, jalapenos and stuff like that. So might as well grow it. Um, even onions. Uh, we've grown onions before. And those suckers, you don't have to do anything. They just grow out of the dirt. You just right. plant plant them in there and they just come out so yeah I, I think that's probably like the only other big thing that i want to do this year is paint the house uh invest a little bit into the garden and, and um yeah that's probably going to be it for this year and there's a couple more things that i want to do but maybe next year just to kind of space out the the expense the the garden thing then so who's that's pretty some time consuming stuff or are you just you guys just planning and just check on it like once a week or something because especially with like uh the tomatoes they grow pretty quick and you gotta like guide them i guess because that was a big issue my wife had when she was doing her gardening for a couple of years yeah i mean typically i i like to go out there and just kind of look and pull up weeds and you know any kind of little grass slivers that are kind of growing in between i like to do that stuff i like to go out there and, and do that my wife is more of the pruning person. She likes to go out and grab the actual tomatoes, uh, cut them off the vine, cut off any dry pieces, uh, water it and, and whatnot. I, I don't know. It's just something smooth, soothing about it. Uh, but last year, it was kind of more to what you're describing, where we really didn't do anything with it. We, we just kind of planted it, let it be, and that was about it. We, we really didn't do anything with it. But this year, I'm hoping to put a little more time into it um, and, and, and kind of devote some time so we can get a good yield too, because last year we didn't really get much back uh, and we started off late. Uh, Cause by the time we decided like, Hey, what the hell? Let's just try to do something. <laughs> it, it, it was already like May, uh, maybe even June. And by then you're, you're kind of late. You, you really have to start prepping I mean, even now, if you read some of the websites, they start saying to grow seedlings right now in, it depends. in, your, in your house. Depends what you're growing. Yeah, I mean, there's right. stuff like you say, you throw it on there and it'll just grow. Like we did um, squash that grew rather right. freely and a lot. And then uh, tomatoes were just running wild. My wife just got a little bit in, in over her head, I think. We tried the, the cucumbers, zucchinis, like that stuff just grows like crazy. And then um, everything else was just like it needed some uh, 
needed to be it was kind of delicate like she tried cauliflower i think or, yeah cauliflower and that didn't work out how it's supposed to and like the peppers and all that that grew pretty good yeah i've tried cauliflower before as well not cauliflower but a lettuce and i didn't really dig it because it you get a lot of dirt pebbles in between the leaves Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know how they do it out there uh, or maybe they wash them down a lot. I mean, I wash my lettuce anyways when I buy it from the store, but it, it seemed like no matter how much I washed them, I would always like bite into like a piece of dirt while I was trying to eat this lettuce, <laughs> the one I grew. So I didn't really care for it too much, but we'll see. We'll see what 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 uh, itches us to as far as doing that. But uh, we'll see. We'll, we'll try to invest a little bit of time into the garden. Uh, but we have to space all this stuff out, man, because another thing we want to try to do this year is uh, we want to try to have a party for, for Junior. Um, with COVID hitting, we didn't right. really celebrate birthday parties or anything. So there was like two or three years that we didn't really do anything for Junior for his birthday. Other than have like a small gathering, you know, like immediate family. We would buy a cake. They would come over. We'd sing happy birthday kind of stuff. But we, we didn't have like, um, you know, any kind of party with drinks and food and invite people over so they could bring gifts for, for Junior and whatnot. So this year, uh, my wife's like, we, we got to do something. We got to try to get a party going. So we're in the midst of that. We're in the midst of trying to organize and, and plan out the party. Uh, my my little budget idea for this is that he's also graduating um, uh, junior high this year. So I'm like, man, let's let's combo this baby up. Let's do a birthday party, combo graduation party, and then we hit two birds with one stone instead of having two different parties. So, uh, <laughs> we're we're, we're kind of in the midst of that, trying to figure out what we're gonna do. But man, it's it's expensive out there, man. We we our house is is on the smaller side, so we can't fit our family. We got a big Latino family, and there's tons of people. If you invite all the cousins and immediate family and on friends and and it's just it's ridiculous it's it's way too much to fit in here unless the weather's nice if the weather's nice and we can utilize the backyard then yeah you set up a few tables set up a few uh, umbrellas or canopies and you'd be cool but you never know in the chicagoland area one day it's sunny as heck and the next day it's snowing so are you leaning towards um doing it at your house or running like a room at a restaurant or a hall or doing like something like an arcade thing type of thing. I mean, I know he's older, so like, is there a preference that you and your wife are leaning towards or is it just like, you know, what are you guys thinking? Or did he say what kind of what he wants? Yeah, we, we looked at a, (laughs) we looked at a few different things. I was going to steal one off of Dave and do like a pool party because I know that he did one like that right. for his kid. Uh, but when I called for the pricing, it wasn't too bad. But um, they did say that you're kind of stuck. If you pay for the party, it's obviously outside because it's like a, a pool party with uh, like a lazy river and some other stuff. If it rains, you're stuck. He's like, you're still guaranteed the, the party room. For the two hours or whatever, but you can't go outside and swim because of the weather. And I'm like, well, there's no alternative to that. Like, if it does start raining, can my guests do something else? And they're like, no, unfortunately, um, 
if you do get it, you're, you're stuck with the weather. If it rains and we have to shut down the pool, uh, we could only give you the, the two-hour party inside of uh, the party room, and that's it. So, so yeah, I, I'm thinking that was like a big turnoff. Like you were like, nah, I'm not feeling that. No, because I'm like, man, to pay the extra that we would be paying for people to be able to swim and go down the lazy river, go through the slides, the splash park and all that stuff. It's a really great place that, that Dave did a few years ago. Um, but you're really like praying to God that the weather is going to be great. Cause if it's not, then you're basically stuck in a room that you could have just done anywhere for half the price. If it's just going right. to be a room and you're going to bring your own food anyway. So, it's like if that's the case, I might as well just get a room uh, up the street here in one of the rooms that they rent, and, and I'll just do the part of there kind of thing. Um, we we hit a few other spots. We hit um, this uh, local pizzeria that rents a room, uh, kind of akin to your party that that you just had, but something like that where you just rent a room. Um, it's like a bar slash pizza place uh, that's here, kind of local. That was the place that I liked the best, especially for the price. Uh, you buy the food there. Uh, they have like a beer garden section that's kind of off to uh, to the adjacent room next to it. So I thought it was kind of cool for, for adults, at least, where you go to this room, just kind of hang out, eat pizza, eat, you know, whatever right. uh, mini burgers or sliders or whatever it is. And um you know, adults could go have a beverage and go chill out and relax. But, um, yeah, we, we kind of decided not to because I'm like, well, what is Junior going to be really be doing there um, other than just kind of sitting there and trying to entertain himself with his cousins or whatever? So, you know, after looking at a few different places, we looked at uh, this place called like Whirly Ball. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's like these little go-karts yeah. that you toss around like this ball and you're trying to score a goal. Uh, we tried that. We tried a few laser tag places. We even checked like medieval times uh, and a few other places as far as wow. like let's let's do something different. But man, it some of these places like medieval times, it was expensive, man. It was gonna be like just in ticket prices to get in, it was gonna be like a thousand bucks, and that was just like immediate family and a few cousins and whatnot. So it started getting kind of ridiculous, and I I think we're starting to settle on maybe doing like a Dave and Buster's or something like that, doing like a, a gaming place. He's he's still a gamer, um, and I, I think he would have the most fun there, uh, just because he could run around with his cousins and play some arcades. Yeah, I mean Dave and Buster's is cool price point. I don't know. I mean I just know. I think I've been there once. For like a type of party, but it was more of a corporate thing for work, and it, overall it was pretty good. They had a nice spread, but I remember uh, the the liquor. I mean, I bought like a beer, and it was kind of pricey. But the, other than that, it was, and it's pretty big. And then they got those uh, two levels. I mean, the one that I'm thinking about, but I know there's a couple more different ones. Right. And then, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know, but you guys are not leaning. You're leaning. Toward against not having anything at the house then so i just thinking like because it's much easier just to go somewhere and then like we're done and leave right <laughs> i mean for sure I, I mean if money's no object which money is an object but <laughs> at the same time it's like you're kind of stuck 
uh, at least in our house, we'd probably be able to have a good dozen people in the house if for whatever reason it's raining, snowing, you know, whatever, something happened. You could probably have a dozen people in the house and it would be tight. But with the guest list, I mean, we're, we're looking at at the minimum, maybe having like 20 to 30 people. And on the maximum, if we like invited, we did like a full guest list. Like this is if we invite everybody that we would want to. Man, it was like closer to like 60. So it's like, yeah, (laughs) it's a lot, man. That's a lot of people. So and then you're like, does Junior know 60 kids? It's like it's mostly adults, right? (laughs) Yeah, that's the problem is that you invite uh his friend jimmy from across the street well then you gotta invite his mom and dad so then that's three people when you're trying to just get one of his friends to come over so there's a lot of that because um we also wanted to invite some of his friends from school so all of those are you know three people three people three people for every friend yeah so it adds up man uh you know, needless to say, we're still in the process of it. We're still kind of in the mist, and hopefully, we'll we'll get it a little more squared away uh, soon as far as the guest list and where we have it. But I'm hoping it's going to be a good time. Uh, it, you know, he he deserves it. He he works hard in school. Sometimes he slacks off, but we we get we whip the uh, crack that whip a little bit, get him back in line, and. He's a good kid, man. So, you know, we're hoping to enjoy it with some friends and family. But I'll I'll let you know. I'll let you know how that all pans out and where it goes. But um, Andy, tell me some of this uh, news, uh, maybe not good news, with uh, Ford and some of their sales. Uh, You were kind of briefly mentioning it before we started recording. What's, What's the deal with Ford right now? So there's, I mean... You were looking at purchasing when you purchased uh, your new vehicle. I mean, how was your experience with that? Did was it you? I'm suggest. I'm guessing, and not to get into your, you, you didn't pay more than the suggested retail price, right? And there was really like no negotiating. Right at the time that I bought it, it was like a year maybe into COVID, or maybe like half a year, and I paid the sticker price there was no negotiating this is what toyota paid this is what we're going to charge you kind of thing and i have uh, a co-worker right now that just bought a car or a truck and he paid uh like five grand more than the sticker price yeah plus the transportation fee and plus a few other things and they really nickeled and dime them and uh, he was asking me, you know, what was my situation? But mine was like a year and a half ago. And I'm like, mine was totally different at the time because we kind of, at least from what I remember, we kind of remember where COVID just started and you felt like it was going to be over in a week or two. Like we just had to go through this curve and then it was going to be over and we're going to be on the other side. And then we were just going to be like, COVID's a, a distant memory kind of thing. But now it's like, it's still impacting a lot of things, especially with right up uh, next to COVID was the supply chain issues. Right. And I, I know Noel a couple episodes ago was talking about purchasing. Uh, I, I don't know if it's a new vehicle or used. So with the, sh- the chip shortage, there was a big demand in used vehicles. Right. And uh, so 
Ford uh, recently, uh, the last couple of years, they were really needed the chips. And their number one seller was uh, the F-150s. And uh, they were... So basically what was going on is, uh, so all throughout the pandemic, uh, a lot of the dealers that would get some some vehicles that people wanted, they were selling it more than the MSRP. So they were talking about, so I read this report that people would go in and then they're like, we got one, but your price is like 92000 and the MRSP was like eighty two, And they were selling them or people were pissed off. And uh, people were like kind of pre-ordering them too. So that was the first thing. So people felt like they were getting gouged, people who could afford them. And that pissed a lot of people off, but they were still buying vehicles. And then um, every they started not putting uh, the, the vehicle MRSP sticker on there, you know. And then they just had this sign like, this is your price. And people were looking it up and it was like six, eight. Ten thousand dollars more wow. than the MSP, and yet people still bought them. There was even stories when they re-released the the Bronco. A lot of people wanted that. I think the MSRP was like thirty-two thousand, so people were buying no more. They couldn't, you couldn't really find them, and then people would see them or people were pre-ordering them, and then they're like, they would call you and go, "Oh, good news, man! You're gonna get your, uh, they're on track to deliver your new Bronco on this date." Right, uh, but uh, there's some type of fees, and the fees are usually like an extra ten thousand dollars. And then they're like, "It is what it is." And if they wouldn't take it, they already had somebody else lined up ready to buy it. <laughs> and like people, they were really pissed at Ford. Um, and there was like this thing that was trending for a while, and then people were posting videos about it. It got to the point where the CEO Ford came out and said that he sent the letter to the dealers like stop, stop what you're doing. You can't go above MRSA, you know, uh, MRSP. Um, this is bad. It's uh, it's people are pissed. People are doing stuff, and now they're getting back to their normal supply like pre-pandemic, and their lots full, and nobody's buying their vehicles in. They're talking to people and they're like, well, yeah, they were when I did want it, they were gouging me or something, you know, to that effect. On top of it, the inflation, on top of it, the interest rate. And now they have a glut of trucks and they don't know what to do. And they're talking maybe by the end of the year, there's going to be some like uh, F-150s really, really cheap. And even the electric vehicle uh, F-150s, they're going to be they can't give them away because they're pissed off even to the point where. The Ford CEO came out recently on CNBC, I believe. He stated, like, yeah, the car dealership, that's kind of antiquated. We need to start focusing and creating a, a new system where we sell to the consumer direct. Really? We yeah, we don't need all this dealership shit like Carvana or, like, you order it and we'll drive it toward, towards to, to your house or, and like, that type of system. Because I think wow. they're shocked. How Carvana, I mean, even Carvana is like not the best, but their process, the whole way it works, it's pretty seamless. And I think uh, Ford kind of saw that and they're developing something like that. So because they're kind of pissed what the dealers did during the pandemic with Mark, those uh, 
not, I don't want to call it price gouging, but they, they marked it up because they knew there was a demand and they knew that people wanted new vehicles. Yeah, I think it's a double-edged sword because you imagine you, you can't get enough vehicles to satiate demand. So the few people that you do get in the door, you do want to get the maximum bang for your buck that you can get out of these customers. So the stuff that you used to give away just because you're trying to sell cars because your lot is full of them and you're trying to get the next batch of inventory in, well, you, you have to almost give them away. And I think maybe Ford got so used to, you know, selling everyone the that they were getting, yeah. right, the dealers, and now, you know, they're kind of stuck and they're probably going to have to start coming up with incentives to kind of sell some of this lot away. The other thing that I noticed is that um, most inexpensive cars or the less expensive cars, those are the dealerships that are mostly empty or the ones that I've noticed to be empty. But some of the higher-end ones, like the Jaguars, the BMWs, um, the uh, Subarus, stuff like that that are kind of like a higher-end car, those lots, they seem more full. So I think it's that maybe people are starting to budget a little bit more and starting to be more conscious. I know Fords are not cheap. They're great trucks, but I know they're not cheap. So maybe they're kind of reaching that area where um, do I really want to get a Ford or do I get a Toyota Tundra or what the hell's their truck version of it? Yeah, Toyota Tundra. Their full-size yeah. vehicle. So maybe they do that, you know, and get something a little less expensive, even though it's not going to be as good as the so Ford F-150, but maybe that's when, their, their route. When I purchased, uh, I do have an F-150, it's a 2012. When I purchased it, uh, what, seven years ago now, uh, they were still, they were, they, they were, their used ones were selling like crazy. And I found one, it was under 100,000 miles and I ended up paying 26,000. And when I purchased it, the vehicle at the time was like four or five years old. Because anything over a hundred thousand, they were in the low twenties. That <laughs> was like insane. Right. And the new ones at the time, I think, were close. They're pushing like forty-eight, uh, like high forties. And um, so I bought it. I bid on it. I mean, it's been a pretty good vehicle. I mean, just ma- minor, ma- regular maintenance and stuff, tires and brakes. So right at around, I finished paying it off, and then. Um, I started looking at the pandemic when I had like a year left, like 2020, 2021. Um, I started looking at trucks again, and they didn't have a lot of inventory, but when they did have brand new trucks, it was like 0% down, like when credit was still cheap. Uh, and they were going around 50 to 52 for uh, like an XLT full size four door, sometimes right. there were some. That's like a higher end one was over, like a Raptor was over sixty. But I was just like, damn, like, and I'm like maybe thinking you could talk them down, but there's no really no dealing back then. And then I kind of like gave up on it. Then I started looking recently again, and like, yeah, dude, like anything electric, it's over eighty grand. And then like the newer ones are like fifty ish. Uh the basic ones and stuff and like and then they have their higher end ones and that's crazy too um but i'm thinking like what average american can afford this now like uh 
you know, a seventy thousand, eighty thousand dollar truck. The electric ones, like ain't no average guy. A, 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 a family, like a nuclear family, married, mortgage. Their mortgage is already probably a thousand plus, maybe two thousand, and then you're gonna add another mortgage in there where it's like two. What do you think? Like, how much do you think you need to put down ten percent on that? <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, if you want to keep it reasonable, I don't think they're gonna give you zero down, zero uh, f- financing like they used to. So I'm assuming they they might give you some cheap, like five or six percent interest if you're lucky. Uh, so I can't imagine like how all that shit's gonna work out. And maybe they're oh maybe they'll push the leasing on you. I don't know. But that's my second thought. Like, man, there's gonna be like so many new trucks that no one's gonna be able to afford. And right. uh, people with money are, are going to make like bandits here, but like the average guy. And then I think that still pushes the demand for used vehicles because that's why even used vehicles are fucking expensive right now. Yeah, I mean, when I got my trade in, uh, when I bought the truck, I I came out like a bandit. I, I think, to be honest, Andy, I really lucked out. God really blessed me where I got a ton for my trade in and I paid the sticker price, even though. Usually I would not buy a car for sticker price. I would usually get maybe like at the least maybe like two grand off of sticker and at the most maybe like six or ten. I mean it really depends on how good of a haggler you are. Right. But uh, I think I got out with the magnet man because I think it offset itself a little bit or maybe I was on the gravy side where I got a ton back to kind of offset maybe not getting the discount off the sticker. I was saying like today the market today i mean it's gonna suck for younger people they're just gonna see oh that's the price i'll pay i don't know like the days of haggling i feel like are long gone right because even when i bought my truck i was a lot of fucking haggling man like i think that was like the end of it because i remember going back and forth and i'm telling them like throwing this i'm like i'm gonna give you this much in cash like i'm not giving you no fucking check no money. I'm, I'm going to give you cash. Like, what are you going to do for me? Like, throwing some oil changes or something. Like, full tank of gas. They bought me, like, lunch. The sales guy offered me cigarettes. Like, like they would bring the number down little by little. Like, 50 bucks, 100 bucks. Like, dude, I want to, like, they would ask you, what do you want to pay? Like, okay. And I always tell them, remember, you're asking me. I want to pay 20. And then they just laugh. And then I go, don't ask none. I'm I'm asking you, what are you gonna do for me? And, right. and that, that whole bullshit, you know, like it's a game. Some people love it, some people hate it. I love it because that time, like we, we always say, right? Like the old saying, you're sitting there, they're ready to do whatever to do to close that sale, and it involves a lot of things. <laughs> for sure. So that is send the closer out. Yeah, send the send the closer out because. Even after you finish the deal, there's still a bunch of fucking paperwork and all that nonsense. But yeah, so no, it, it, today it, I don't think they do any. I mean, that's why with your experience, like, yeah, give us the deposit. We'll call you in a couple of weeks or a month or something. I don't know how that went. I don't really remember. But I'm like, I don't think that's why I'm like, did you talk them down? And you're like, nah, dude, it is what it is, you know? Yeah, I think nowadays, well, at least with the economy, the way it is and the way the market is. It, it's tough to haggle, uh, which a lot of places, like you said, they're not haggling anymore. Carvana or places like that, they don't Carmax. really haggle. Yeah, yeah. They, they tell you this is our price. 
it's a low pressure environment because all the prices are what you see our thing is no bs this is the, the price you would pay kind of thing and we're in a dealership you know that they're marking it up and that they have their gold price that they want to get but they're willing to take less because they're still going to make a profit on it and yeah those those days I, I think are going away or at least i don't see it returning anytime soon that's what i'm saying like yeah you make one much yeah yeah i want to fucking where you're going like whatever you want like give me a couple of hot dogs from scoobies oh yeah 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 awesome man they come back like, hey, where's my Diet Coke? And I'm like, man, you know what goes after lunch like that? A cigarette. I got a cigarette. Like, there was like this whole spiel. And the whole time, I think I talked them down like a fucking G, right? And then I still had my old truck to trade in. And that was a whole nother fucking battle. Oh, what do you want? Again, you're asking me. Give me uh, give me two grand. No, I can't do two grand. Then don't fucking ask me. I go, well, what are you going to do? And then there was a whole nother fucking battle of negotiating and shit. And then, uh, but I feel like, yeah, those days are like, seem so antiquated now. Like, I don't think, and then today's kids, like, they're not, they don't want to deal with any of that shit. And then they go to like CarMax or Carvana and think about that. Like, like never buy a car unless you, you know, until you test drive it. And like, I don't know if you commit to buying. I don't know how that works. I never really looked into it. I know somebody that bought a car at Costco like fucking costco right and then how does that work like how can you commit to buying a big purchase like that without even driving it like you know what i drove it i don't fucking like it right 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 it's insane to me well i mean not to switch gears andy but are you digging the ford electric cars because the trucks they look pretty nice look man nice. i like I them have, yeah i haven't really seen reviews right. um I don't know. Maybe we'll see. I was kind of long into it, but I'm like, I already paid it off like a couple years now, and I'm just like, fuck it. I'm gonna ride it till it fucking dies on me, cause uh, that was my biggest purchase vehicle wise um, ever. And then uh, my previous truck, uh, I had it for like 13 or 14 years, and that was my big. I basically doubled. I think I paid 12 grand. With that truck and I, I remember i went to the dealership and i talked they tried to jip me that was like early internet days and like oh this price is like 13 i'm like you have it here and i printed it out your internet price is this oh you're very smart my friend oh. <laughs> 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 like like motherfucker, you tried to rip me off and then uh that was the s10 right or what was that yeah the s10 the yeah. extended cab and then I had that thing for like 13, 14 years. And then um, I bought this one. And it's it runs solid. It's just rusting out on me. But, I mean, I've done, like, I've given it brakes, wheels. And I got, what do I got, like over 140,000 miles on it. So once it hit 170, I put 100,000 miles on it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's solid. Uh, people shit on Ford. But one thing they do right is their, their pickups. Uh um the cars we used to have a Taurus. they were all right chevy too i had a chevy uh, i was like gmc chevy but i drove that chevy for like 13 fucking years like i need to switch it up you know and so i did and i haven't been disappointed but now it's just like the only thing i've never done i think you've done it twice then i've never bought a brand new fucking vehicle where like the mileage is like one or two you know and the odometer there yeah and i was just like that's my next goal but with these prices man that's that's a big fucking commitment man 
Yeah, I've done three. I, I bought my grant my Pineac Grand Am off the lot, uh, the Corolla, and then now this Rav Four. But yeah, uh, my two other cars opposite of that um, were used because I, I I just couldn't afford new. But but yeah, it, it does feel good to buy them new and, and take it off the lot and know that if you treat the engine right, you're not worrying about too much or you're hoping not to worry about too much. And where when you get it used, you don't know how the other people treated it. Did they already have the intent that oh, I'm only going to have this for a year or two and then I'm going to trade it in? And treated it like shit because they they're not looking for that thirteen year well, that, longevity kind of thing. Well, that's why you got a good deal on your Corolla, right? Because right. uh, Corollas are not, they're they're known to like low maintenance, have a long lifespan, and people. It's that's one of the things about Toyota. As much as I hate to say, it, they have uh, a very a pretty good track record on longevity of their vehicle, and then the resale value is pretty good. Uh, so right like leading up to the pandemic and even during the pandemic, my wife was getting calls from the the Toyota dealership to like, hey, sell us back your vehicle. Like we'll get you a new one, zero done and you'll probably be making the same payment because it, it was pretty much winding down. She had like a year left or whatever on the right. thing. And she's like, they keep calling me. They keep sending letters like, should we buy a new one? I'm like, no, like you're going to drive this thing. Like our goal is to drive it to forever basically until we really need it because we're trying to save up money and same thing with my truck and then i like i got curious and i'm like oh i got kind of excited but i'm like for what like um so we'll see like i said it's uh it's a, definitely and then the, the the experience now is so much different like i said from earlier when i bought this vehicle and i don't think uh, to me i feel like personally I like yes you're getting a new vehicle you got warranty and all this but it's like you're not getting the same like deal, right? And uh, when you, the 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 whole point of haggling, and I know today, generation like generational generation Z and millennials, they don't like all that shit. But that's like an art form unto itself. <laughs> so, and to me, it is. Uh, it's. I, know I guess people like are it. weirded yeah. out by that challenge, or like it might get awkward, right? I know you like it, and I know you're not embarrassed to lowball people or ask for a lot. If they ask, hey, right. always tell them, remember, you're asking me, motherfucker. So. To me, I do feel awkward, and I, I do feel uncomfortable. I like, I don't want to be insulting, but to you, te vale, you just, you just say it. Hey, man, they ask, I answered. Right, right, so. for sure. But let us know what you guys think. I mean, uh, <laughs> real quick, I remember we went to, I don't know if you were with me, went to the flea market. And this guy was selling like action figures or some shit. And I remember a guy goes, How much is this one? He goes, Well, on eBay. And the guy goes, Let me stop you right there, man. That's eBay shit. We're in the real world. What's the real world price? <laughs> and the fucking guy that was selling it got like pissed, dude. And I was just like, Yeah, motherfucker. What's the real world price here? <laughs> this right. <is> eBay. <laughs> and then, um, it got weirded. I remember the sellers just like, well, I'm asking like 50. And the guy goes, man, I'll give you like 30 bucks, bro. And then like, no, nah, I can't do that on eBay. Like again with the eBay shit, bro. Like this is real world shit right here. I got cash right here. You want it? And he goes, nah, I'm good. So yeah, let us know how you got your experience or if you like to haggle at ffnquestions at gmail.com. 
Uh, I know it's a lost art. Maybe our younger uh, listeners might feel different about it, or maybe they like to 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 haggle. Let us know. Uh, or your recent car purchasing experience. How did that go? But with that being said, man, let's go ahead to uh, our interesting article of the week. So I picked this week's article because on my conspiracy little universe I have, uh, it was this breaking news that um, China discovered a dinosaur-like creatures in an uncharted land. And it was like breaking news in um, in China's like state-run news in in China on TV. And uh, this lady on TikTok, she was getting her nails did or something like that. And all the the people working on nails like paused and look at the news. And she's like, she has this recording, and then they're like, yeah, that they found dinosaurs and shit. And it went like viral and people were talking about on my all my like conspiracy and cryptoid uh, things. But so it was kind of trending for a while. And I was like, yeah, this is just bullshit. It's clickbait. Like I watched it. And I'm like, oh, man, maybe who knows? But I, I my mind like, yeah, it's probably all bullshit. Right. And <laughs> so Newsweek, the way I selected Newsweek, they fact checked this. And then when you scroll down all the claim, they're like, the claim, a video posted on TikTok with more than 700 views claimed that Chinese reports stated that an uncharted land had been discovered with dinosaur-like creatures over 13 feet tall. TikTok user Raven Holiday said she discovered the story while at a nail salon translating the report from her phone, whether she confirmed with the she confirmed it with the nail team. Um they are saying a number could be in the thousands of millions of these animals. And then they go on to say, well, uh, um, basically, at the end of the article, they claim they're like, what did they say here? Uh, this is the ruling false, not uh, misleading or satire, unverified. They just say it's actually false. And then they're like, there's no evidence that uncharted land of dinosaur-like creatures have been discovered in China, nor are there any Chinese news reports of such a discovery. The fact check by Newsweek's fact check team. And then when you Google the story, there's a like, ah, oh, this fact checking people saying it's all, you know, false. And it started to me like, man, well, my conspiracy, man, I'm like, well, maybe there is something to this. <laughs> but you had a chance to see the article then. I mean, initially, when you read something like this, like, yeah, this is like bullshit, right? But the the whole thing of the fact check, which I'm a big I'm not a big fan of. What do you what do you think, man? Do you believe the fact checkers or have you have, you just read the article? I don't know if you ever got a chance to see the video. Like what are your thoughts on it? I I actually tried to Google the video, but I didn't I couldn't find it. Was it the one that's in the Newsweek header? Because no. I watched that video, but it had nothing to do with No, it's just advertising. Oh, okay. I went onto YouTube and I tried to Google TikTok video. I'm like, let me see this thing for myself. And I couldn't really find it. The only thing I did find that kind of related to this was that they found prehistoric trees in yeah. China that they think were back in the dinosaur ages, that they did find that in some like huge crater that they have uh, in China somewhere. 
So I did find that, and I kind of read that, and that that seemed kind of interesting. But yeah, man, I I, I think maybe with all the Chinese uh, weather balloon things, that this is like, all right, let's divert the people and kind of distract them and talk about dinosaurs. But yeah, I I believe the fact check that this isn't correct. Uh, I mean, I think (laughs) it would have been more in, in the headlines, but... You never know nowadays, man. The news is so weird. Actually, at church today, they were talking about that. They were talking about the weather balloons, and they said that they're theorizing, or at least the latest right now, is that they're theorizing that the balloon that was shot over Alaska actually came out of right over here in Lake County in Libertyville, that there is an organization here in Libertyville that does launch weather balloons, and they launch it for the sake of uh, comparing uh, the weather around the globe and that it's actually gone around the entire earth like a dozen or two dozen times already and it wasn't bothered or even nobody bothered to even you know pay attention to it until all this weather balloon stuff started happening and they lost track of it over Alaska so they believe that the balloon that was supposedly shot over Alaska was their weather balloon because it stopped recording data over Alaska. So it, it it's funny how, you know, a lot of people are thinking, you know, Chinese, uh, spy, this and that. But maybe it's just, you know, kind of the news trying to divert you to another direction. I don't know. You know, going, I mean, we kind of talked about it in the last episode about the balloons. And I, I think... The Chinese one, um, yeah, he led it across the country, Biden, or whatever, the whole safety thing, whatever your thoughts on it, it, it crossed the country, they shot it down. And then all this criticism came about, and then, like, they kept, the news come, started reporting, like, oh, look, there's another one, and we know it's not Chinese, and then they how quickly they scrambled shit to get shut down these balloons, and I was thinking, like, my conspiracy thought, like, yeah, there you go. He Now he's like, oh, man, they're criticizing me. Let me get these balloons out here, and I'll fucking blow them up. And the first one was Alaska, right? And then there was the one in Canada, right? And then, then the one in over the Midwest and over the Great Lakes. And then the one in Alaska and Canada, they're like, oh, the terrain's too tough. We can't get to this. Or we, and they called off the search. And I'm like, man, there's either some UFO, like alien shit, or it's just they don't want you to know. Like you said, it's someone. I think the 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 clickbait that I saw was like, was did they shoot down a twelve dollar weather balloon, right? Right. And then people are like, yeah, there's billions of fucking balloons circling the earth, and like, what the fuck is going on, like? And then, um, so with that being said, like, I, I don't know what to make of it. I just know they called off the search. Spent a lot of money to blow that fucker down. You went into Canada to blow up another one with NORAD and the Canadian government. So I think it's a little bit more. I don't think they can't tell a difference with fucking satellites that we have if it's a weather balloon or something else. Yeah, I think the problem is that if I remember right, I I heard some other little tidbit about this where if it's a certain altitude, you don't really even need to register with aviation or let anybody know about it. You could just float it up and just kind of do what you want to do. And the problem is that 
that one that they were flying had gotten into airspace. The one that they shot over North Carolina had gotten into the altitude of airspace. And that's what brought it to everybody's attention. And then when they started noticing them flying all over the place, they're just like, we don't know what these are. Nobody gave us permission to fly them in our skies. Boom, shoot them down. But stuff like this happens all the time. I mean, like I'm, like I mentioned, they brought it up in our church today because this organization that is centered in Libertyville, they're like, we do this all the time. We send balloons up there and nobody's ever said anything. Nobody's ever shot down our balloons. We've recovered them or whatever. And they, they do it all the time. And it wasn't just because it was because of all the hoopla that happened with that one balloon that was supposedly a Chinese weather balloon. Well, again, it, it it goes, it comes down to nobody's fact checked that going back to the article, but it got so bad that Blinken came out and Biden, they had press conferences about it. So to me, it's rather serious when they shut down, he made a comment, I believe, but there was no uh, press conference or I, I really don't remember now of him saying like, yeah, we shot off something foreign from another country over U.S. airspace. Like to me, it was a very big fucking deal. Right. And then the other ones are he made a bigger hoopla over that. Um, so that was interesting. Even the Chinese is just like, man, it's a weather balloon. Like, relax. You, you guys did this bullshit. And um. But I was kind of following that story because they they weren't really saying much, and then like the the news media jumped on it, and I was just like, man, something's like not right about this. And then when they called off the search for the one in Canada and then the one in Alaska because the terrain's too rough, I'm like, man, they just want to say we can't get to it, and I, I'm like, man, maybe it's something else, right? Because then they have to show pictures and what the fuck, because they show pictures of the Chinese one, like. Some guys picking it. I don't know if they're Navy SEALs or what, but they're picking up all this big balloon and they're like on one of those uh, rafts and shit. Like, I don't right. know if you've seen those pictures, but like you haven't seen anything about these. And they're like, oh, we don't know. And then the one over Lake Michigan or whatever, the Great Lakes, I forgot, Lake Huron or whatever. They shot two missiles. The first one missed. <laughs> so I'm like, if these things are stationary or not stationary, but they move slowly. And then they were saying, like, we don't know what propulsion system. They, they were using, like, these big words. I'm just like, you know, and like, okay. And then um, even there's reports of of uh, some of the fighter pilots. I forget for which one saying that it kind of messed with their sensors before they shot it down. And now I saw they released a picture of one of the fighter jets. Got really close to it and took pictures of it before they shot it down i don't know if you've seen those those came out no like this week oh okay well uh, you know to be honest i've seen documentaries about the lakes here and that it's had a substantial amount of ufo sightings right over the great lakes here so i don't know maybe there's something to do with these lakes i don't know well yeah i mean it's it, it, that's a whole not there is a reason for that um but they'll go into another show. But like I said, it's uh, the reason, like, I going back to the article, I picked the article because they fact-checked this shit. But no one's fact-checking this shit. And I'm just like, well, that sounds so ridiculous, that story, right? And then, um, like, oh, China finds fucking dinosaurs. And 
There's even I seen people like claim that China's they recorded like fucking flying dragons like Game of Thrones shit well in China and I'm just like how come they're not fact checking this shit right <laughs> like it's just like it's some stupid shit like to me it's like why did they pick this one right that that's my whole thing when all this bullshit comes out of China all these videos like there was even one where they had uh you ever seen where they have like floating cities in the clouds in China really yeah that that's another weird one that was trending for a while but nobody fact checked that and then I was reading this week that China was blowing up all these cities that they made up, but nobody was living there. They start they're starting to tear them down, and nobody knows why or something. And I'm just like, well, how come nobody's reporting on that shit? Yeah, I think a lot of sh- shady stuff happens over there. That uh, since your government controls the news, it's tough to know what's the truth and what's propaganda. And then you did you see real quick the last night on SNL um, when we were, the time of this recording Woody Harrelson was hosting and he went on this that he got present his monologue when you know when they walk out he talks about how he was giving a movie script you know I, I guess he's being he's satiring it but that the biggest cartels of big pharma was trying to rule the world and control the world by making people get these drugs that they offer to help uh, uh if you didn't get these drugs you're not gonna allow to go to be work and all this stuff like kind of throwing uh, what we've been through the last couple of years and everybody on the news this morning was just like he's spewing uh covid conspiracies and uh he's going anti-vax and like right away dude they came on they started shitting on him and i'm just like well he only said like a couple sentences about it, about how he was pitched the movie. And they're like attacking him big time, you know? No, I haven't been on social media really today at all. You know, I've been kind of like, like peeling back a little or going back on it a little. I, I try not to go on much. Uh, I tried to jump into Twitter for a minute and then I, I, I just couldn't get into it. And then even my Facebook, I probably go on Facebook maybe once every two days um so i i try not to go on too much of it i try to kind of stay in my lane here you know kind of center myself on my family and my religion and that that's about it i don't i don't try to go outside too much no way i got i'm on it not constantly but i do go on it daily to see like news what's going on and well the tough part is how, how do you believe that news uh, I mean, there's a, there's a bunch of false news. So uh, one news broadcast, you hear that uh, temperatures are rising. And then on the other te- the other one, uh, temperatures are falling. And so you, you hear false news going, you know, every which way. You don't know what to believe anymore. That's what I'm saying. Like, you see Biden fell down again going up the runway. Really? Uh-huh. No one's talked about it. It was like, not to make light of it, but like. It happened because one of the biggest things is they they knock his health, right. his cognitive ability or whatever, and like his doctor's like he's in excellent health, and like oh he's mumbling and he's talking incoherently that's normal, and then he was walking up the stairs and 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 and, and he fell down but no one in the news big news media is talking about it, and people like in Twitter like the. People who don't like them or they don't criticize them, they're like, see, like, look at this stuff. Like, if it was Trump, they would say this man is sick. We need to remove him. 
or whatever any type of Republican or conservative person would uh, use. They would say like this person's not right. Get him out of here. Right. Yeah, I I just find it difficult to to know what to believe. So I don't know if I'm doing the the correct move in you know kind of removing myself from it because now I'm absent of information. But I don't know, man. It's it's hard to to see all the conspiracy. The world is you know gonna come to an end. Kind of news left and right, and then the, the constant finger pointing. <laughs> That that side is at fault, and oh no, no, it's that side. Yeah, that gets fault. tiresome. I agree with yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, that that gets tiresome. That's why I I'm always sharing those fight videos because those make me laugh because people fight about dumb shit. And then uh, so, but I do try to watch. I don't watch the nightly news. I know some people that still do that, or I wake up and put the news. Everything is through social media, or I watch some stuff on the on uh like the local streaming stuff like the local news like on pluto or tubi or whatever right once in a while i'll put that on but very rarely or i'll turn on the intent i'll put the rabbit ears on and i'll put channel nine and see what's going on locally like the the mayor race is coming up and um you know the stuff with the bears moving to our uh, to the suburbs and like the mayor's saying it's their fault and stuff and everybody is kind of blaming her so yeah, yeah. Andy, man don't don't take my white Sox pass away but man i didn't even know preseason started i just yeah, barely it saw it this morning yeah 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 the, it's been games all week so it's been fun so the, it's time to get the, into the baseball season when new manager new players we'll see how it goes yeah for sure yeah i i was on to the Sox news this morning because uh i totally was oblivious that it started already so yeah it's fun to see uh the baseball starting up again uh a ton of new rules i was seeing something yeah. about you got eight a seconds yeah you got eight seconds to come up to the block to to you know hit the ball you can't just go over there and just you know start taking timeouts and take forever to come up and take a swing so a lot of, a lot of different rules i, I gotta see how it pans out in a real mm-hmm. game I'm going to be ready to shit on it once I start watching regularly. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, w- what is it? Fake news is the show, Andy. Uh, we only spiel the truth, or at least our opinions <laughs> of the truth <laughs> for that. But we'd like to thank you all for listening. Uh, remember to follow Freeform Network on Twitter at Freeform Network. Like Andy mentioned, send in those questions and suggestions to ffnquestions at gmail.com. Visit our webpage. It's new and updated. Andy doesn't really like it, but I kind of dig it. I don't know. It's all right. I'm not a fan of it. Freeformnetwork.podbean.com. There you're going to see all of our links for different uh, uh, providers that we upload our episodes to. Hit that like and subscribe on whichever one that you're using. We really appreciate it, and it helps the algorithm for sure. But for Freeform Media, we got Andy. So good, Andy. Let us know what you guys are up to or fact check this uh, dinosaur story. Uh, it's right up my alley. So let me know what you guys think at ffnquestions at gmail.com. And I'll catch you all next time. Yes, sir. And this is Daniel. I'd like to thank you all for listening. Oh, man, the weather's great. Maybe some arracheras, Andy. I don't know. I have Go to think it, about it. I think it's so, it. man. Yeah. Uh, I'll let you know on the next recording. But thank you all for listening. We'll catch you on the next one.
That was cool, Dad.